Hi, welcome to the first episode of Words of Wisdom with our guest today, Miss Hamilton. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Miss Hamilton. Okay, and so today our focus is going to be issues of mental health. So, Miss Hamilton, um, what has been your experience with mental health as you've like grown up? Oh, that's a good question. Um, first of all, it's kind of a hard topic. It's a kind of a vulnerable topic to talk about, mm-hmm. and so I, I think like I want to do it, but it's kind of intimidating to talk about all these things. Um, but it shouldn't be, and that's I think why it's important to talk about it, because it really shouldn't be an issue. Um, I have like diagnosing mental illness is kind of a weird world, and so I've been diagnosed with clinical depression and anxiety. Um, some people have said it's like bipolar two, which was explained to me as instead of highs and lows, you have lows and lowers. Um, I was not officially diagnosed until I was probably mid-30s, so only about four or five years ago, but I definitely started having these symptoms of depression and anxiety periodically, probably starting at 16, Mm -hmm. like forever ago. (laughs) And was there any reason that you chose to wait and to like seek medical help? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, when I was younger, like when I was thinking about this topic, I was thinking one thing I would want to say is depression often looks like other things. So especially when you're in high school, um, people think it might be other things. So I think my parents thought I was moody. Uh, they thought I was eccentric. They thought when I started having, you know, symptoms associated with feeling depression and anxiety, like I had a, a, a real big problem with anorexia in high school, but it wasn't really about anything but controlling this depressive thing, but body issues were easy to see as, oh, that's a girl thing, or that's an outsider thing, or she's just being rebellious and all these other things. So. Um, I think that's why I wasn't diagnosed when I was in high school. They took me to some doctors. Um, they put me on some, tried me on some different medications then, but I remember doctors being like, um, you need to believe in God. Like literally heard that one. Um, your parents are getting divorced. So it's just, you're going to get over it. This happens to all kids or what have you. And, uh, none of the medications I didn't like the side effects of them at that time. I'm on medication now, which I can't ever imagine not being on medication anymore. Um, but at that time, it just it just didn't work out. And then it just became something that I thought was normal until it got really bad. Yeah. yeah. How do you think that the stigma and the stereotypes surrounding mental health have changed since from when you were like a teenager? Uh-huh. To like now and like you're an adult, but you're still working with teenagers. Oh, that's that's a good question. Um. So I think definitely when I was younger, it was more um, discussed. So that would have been like I'm so old. That would have been like uh, early '90s mm-hmm. when I was a teenager, and uh, it was somewhat talked about, but not a lot. Um, Things like, 
uh, I didn't know any of my friends that had would would have considered themselves mentally ill, although I know now that a lot of them were mentally ill. But again, it was all those write-offs. And now I think that there is a lot more openness about it. And so I I think a lot more people are looking at kids and and looking for the signs so they know that they can get them support. Um, It's not as stigmatized. I've talked a lot with my mom about what it was like in her generation anybody in her family had had any of these things because again there's a like that genetic biological component to it and she said oh I remember I remember my great aunt and we'd go down to visit and she wouldn't be around sometimes and then sometimes she would so I pressed my mom to talk about that and she, this woman in my family had just been institutionalized you know, so when the, we go to the way back days to have any sort of mental illness, especially if you're a woman, could get you locked up. And I'm so glad that we have progressed beyond this sort of a system where you would just lock people away and stigmatize them and instead like get that it's really just it's just something that your your brain is functioning in the way it is. And for some people, therapy is enough. And for some people, medication is good. And it just changes. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad it's talked about now because I have kids that I see that suffer. And, like, that's just a bummer, especially if you feel like it's... Especially when you start with it, it feels so uncontrollable. And uh, so I'm glad that more people get help and stuff like that blah blah what was one of the biggest challenges you faced hmm I think when um when I finally got diagnosed so that would have been like I said like six years ago Mm -hmm. somewhere in there um for a year it just got really bad I would never leave my house I would come to school and I would teach and I would go home and I would crawl in bed and I would cry and I wouldn't even leave my house to walk my dogs. And so, like, that that was really, really bad. I don't remember what your question was now. <laughs> was just, but just, like, if you want to, like, elaborate on, like, one of your biggest challenges and then how you were uh, able to, like, overcome that. Oh, and, like, my God. Helped you one of my biggest challenges was getting dressed every day. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I would do to get by is I just wear the same clothes every day. Because mm-hmm. it was, like, really just amazing to get out of the house. It was a big deal. And... So wear the same clothes every day if you have to, to get out of your house, because it really does help to get out, even if you're just putting on a, a, a facade for people, that having human contact is really lovely. It helps kind of just jumpstart you out of your own brain. Um, I remember some of the first counselors I had and some of the, the therapies that we came up with were painting my nails. so I still do that I try to do that once a week and now I know why it's effective because it 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 again gets you out of your brain and actively doing something and concentrating on something so I think that was a great uh weird thing to cope another thing I used to uh, have anxiety and obsess about was money like spending money for some reason flipped me out like irrationally so and that's something that's important to know about these things when they're illnesses and not just kind of a normal range stress is like 
it's totally irrational. It makes no sense at all. But like in you, it feels so real. And so, um, so I couldn't spend money. It just freaked me out. And so my therapist had me pretend to spend money. Like that was one of my activities. I needed to go home, look on the internet, pretend to buy my husband like gifts or buy something for myself. And I, she, she first said that to me. I was like, you are a whack job. And I can't believe I'm paying you money to be my therapist. <laughs> and I'm never going to do that because that's totally stupid. And then probably like three months later, I was like, all right, looking at the internet. I'll pretend shop. And I would call my husband. I'd be like, um, I pretend shopped for you. Shopped. Shopped <laughs> for you. And I like bought you a bicycle. So there. <laughs> and it actually had a really amazing effect and over time like now I probably spend too much money it's like probably gone too far but uh was just some of those wackadoo things that therapists will will have you do (laughs) yeah and you teach freshmen and sophomores this year so if you could go back in time and tell something to yourself as a freshman or sophomore like that age what would you say Mm, I would probably say hey, chick, this is the issue you're dealing with. Like, let's get you help. Like, um, let you know early on. Yeah, like, just to have an adult say, hey, there are ways that you can work through this, and it might take some time, but it's totally negotiable in your life, and you're going to be okay. I think that's what I would want to tell. I think that's what I try to tell some of my babies. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, what advice would you give to your current students if you found out that they were struggling with this sort of stuff? The same thing, and just kind of be that listening ear of it feels uncontrollable. And, like, getting treatment is a process. It isn't usually one thing. So I went to therapy for a year before she said, oh, we may need to do something more than just therapy, so let's try certain medications. And then it took another year or two to find the right medication. And then when you... If you take medications, if that's your your plan, like getting through the side effects and and that takes a while. And then people starting to, you feel like they might view you differently and they, they might like your parents, they might like look at you as someone that has depression for a while and you do have depression or you do have anxiety or you do have some other mental illness, but that's not all you are. And like, Give yourself some patience of working through that. Give them some patience. And know that it's it's just a matter of you can figure out how to continue to negotiate it, even though for a lot of people, it's it's legit going to be there for a lifetime. It's just you're, you'll figure it out, and you'll figure it out, and you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Do you have any goals, like, moving forward for the future, like, for yourself? Um, yes. Uh, something I still struggle with is summertime. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for me to be busy and I'm like totally like anxious about everything and I overthink everything. So being mm-hmm. in school is like the best place. And for OCD tendencies, being a teacher, man, like they totally pay off. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to the summer, what occupies your time? And so that's probably the time when my my brain kind of takes over and does a lot more of the negative talk and the obsessions and stuff like that. So I'm still trying to figure out what to do in terms of my summer schedule and, and stuff to make summer not become just like a 
depression zone that just sucks the life out of me, which seems so backwards. Like, it's the summer. Like, you don't have to be at school. You get to have fun. But, you know, that's just my thing. That's something I got to figure out as I go forward. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's all of our questions, unless there's anything else you'd like to add about yourself. I was trying to think if there's any other things I would tell people. Look at my list. Um... <laughs> I think something that I do, if if there was one thing I would want people to know, a lot of people of my adult friends have asked me, um, what does it feel like? How do you know you're depressed? Mm -hmm. And it's hard because in the, the way we speak about sadness, we say depressed. And I think there's a, a, a distinct difference between sadness and depression. And trying to think of how I wanted to articulate that to my friends is like depression is well, sadness is, is, is like, it's, it's emotional. Right. And it's, 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 it's present. And depression is almost an absence of all of that. It's an absence of emotion. Even when you're crying or freaking out for a lot of people, it's just, like watching paint dry, the hollowness of it. And that's different than, than sadness. And I, I hope like in the future that we start making those dis- distinctions because I think it will help like even other teachers when you, you know kids have depression, like they can be laughing all day, joking all day, keep it together all day in your class. You will never see a thing but that is covering like just this huge hollow. And, uh, and so I think it's important for people that don't have to deal with it to kind of get that there is that, that difference. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. This has been episode one of the 2018, 2019 words of wisdom.